As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the Podcasting Club, the community that helps you start, grow, and monetize your podcast. I'm a huge fan of podcasting, and I believe everybody should start a podcast. But the main question that I get from people is, how do I actually start a podcast? What is the process? Should I use this mic or this mic? Do I actually need to wear headsets or something? And I'm just like, let's keep it simple. And that's why I created this membership to help you start your podcast in the right way, to help you get started, to help you grow your podcast and help you monetize your podcast. So if you want to learn more about this membership, head over to thepodcastingclub.com. And obviously, links are going to be in the show notes. Welcome to the She Wins Podcast, the place for you to learn the systems and the strategies to grow your business and avoid costly mistakes. Every week, your host and amazing guests have conversations that will inspire you, motivate you, and empower you to show up and make it happen. Learn about marketing, building authority, lead generation, self-love, and much more with your host, marketing and business strategist, your soon-to-be business bestie, Fatia Fusaini. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. I hope you're all doing great. I hope you're all doing amazing and you're excited for today's episode because today we're talking about PR and SEO, something that many people, including myself, are not really into. Like, we don't know how how all this works. Like, when someone asks me to write something, I get like, okay, I don't want to do it. I get a panic attack. Anxiety is coming. So today... I have on the podcast, Dimitri Dragilev, and he helps companies do keyword research, write article on their website on keywords that they want to rank for, and do PR around those articles, link building, and all this stuff that he's going to talk himself about it. So Dimitri basically grew a startup from zero to 40 million page views through PR and SEO, and then got that company acquired by Google. And obviously, he learned a lot through this process. So basically, he applied everything he learned into his recent company called JustReachOut.io, and it's a DIY PR software tool, which he grew again from zero 
to 5,000 plus paying customers. And these customers include Airbnb, HubSpot, Cimatech. So literally, you know what kind of caliber we're talking about here. So just reach out as well, got acquired literally a couple of months ago in December. And Dimitri, in general, over the last 10 years, he published 1,500 plus articles that are that you can find on Forbes, Entrepreneurs, Wired, and many other publications. So I'm so excited to have Dimitri here. And me and him already had the chance to kind of have a conversation on Clubhouse as well. So welcome to the show, Dimitri. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for such an awesome intro. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit how you actually got started in SEO and PR. I was just like anybody else, you know, like in my video, I say I had no background in marketing. I was a software engineer. I was unhappy in my job. I quit my job. I sold everything I had. I got into my Honda Civic with my girlfriend, who is my wife now. And we just drove cross country to California because she wanted to go to uh, get a, a master's degree. And it was in California. And I was reading a magazine called Web 2.0. And it was all about startups getting money from investors. And they were these young kids in Silicon Valley. This was 2007. Yeah. It was already pretty, you know, big industry there, of course. And I was like, I got to go and check this out, you know. And I didn't have anything to my name. We just packed up our stuff and we drove across country and stayed in this motel and um, tried to get an apartment. And I joined the same school that my girlfriend joined, my wife now, um, as uh, Middlebury College uh, graduate school there. And I decided I want to get an MBA. Like everybody, because I was just like, just loner, software engineer, didn't want to talk to anybody. And I was like, I'll get an MBA. And before I even started the program, I got introduced to this guy, Mernal Desai. And he was like, uh, he was a graduate of this program. Yeah. And he was, uh, he was from, he, he immigrated here from India and he kind of self-taught entrepreneur. He was number 20 at LinkedIn and he was starting a startup. Like he was just getting a startup going right before he was closing money from investors. I was like, oh my God, this is like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And I really tried to get a job with him. I was like, oh, Renal, can you hire me? He's like, well can you do any marketing? Do you, and he's like, I don't, I don't really do anything. I don't know what to do. <laughs> he's like, well, here, I'll give you a test. Uh, we're starting this company called Crossloop. Go put up a page on Wikipedia. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess so. I'll just create a page. And he's like, if you can keep it up for 24 hours, you have yourself a free marketing internship. <laughs> I put it up. I thought it would be easy, but then all these editors started attacking me saying, oh, this is self-promotion. What are you doing? Putting up random stuff on wikipedia you know so you couldn't keep it for 24 hours so i actually did but i had to make up all sorts of things i didn't know him but apparently he was number 20 in linkedin and he had accomplished other things so i was quickly googling trying to put notes in there and and say hey this is a legitimate thing and he was number 20 at linkedin and he's starting a new company and he's raising money so anyway i i kept the page up uh, he gave me an internship, and in the process of the next two years, during my MBA uh, kind of uh, te- going to school for my MBA, I got a lot of know-how from him. So he 
he taught me how to pitch journalists and how to do this on your own and how to figure out what to write to journalists and how to get conversations going. And I was like, oh gosh, you know, uh, it was an incredible start to a career in content marketing, SEO, PR, because I didn't know anything from anything at all. And MBA really didn't help much either. I mean, it was more like broad stroke kind of thinking that yeah. you learn. <laughs> So yeah. that was the start. <laughs> That's a, a, a quite overwhelming start, let's say. Like you had to learn everything while like studying and stuff mm. like that. So from there, how did you actually go to Polar? That, that, that's actually the company that you got acquired by Google, isn't it? Yeah. What was the transition that you had to go through? So Polar Poles was a company started by Luke W. He's the founder of like mobile first movement. If you guys ever heard of like building a app or a mobile version first before he kind of wrote all the books and I met him. So after Crossloop, so Crossloop got acquired, but I left before Crossloop got acquired. So I learned a lot from Renal, but I left and I went to go work at a design firm. And while working at that design firm, um, I, um, ended up uh, meeting this guy, Luke. And um, it, it's funny, actually a cool story while I was working at the design firm, there's a, a journalist named Walt Mossberg and he's kind of like a big name. He was like Recode, Vox, you know, he, he did all things D, like he was a personal technology columnist at Wall Street Journal, really big name, right? And I saw how Renal would strike up conversations with him just over like email. And I was like, Oh gosh. So my first day on my first full-time job at Zurb, uh, they were doing like a design app or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, they're building a design app. I'm going to email Walt Mossberg. I'm going to get an interview with him. Yeah. And he responded to me and I was so surprised. Like I was a nobody. Like I just, this was my first job after an internship. He's like, sure. I'll take a look at this thing. And we get on this call and I'm like, well, well, this is a design app for web designers to get feedback from their clients. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't, I mean, I cover personal tech. Like I do consumer stuff. Like I, what is this? Mm -hmm. like, this is B2B stuff. I'm like, well, this is kind of like B2C. I was like trying to make it and save it. <laughs> He's just like, this is not accurate at all. Please don't call me again. <laughs> just saying, yeah. But I had like, I had all the engineers, this is my date three or four on the job i had like all these engineers scrambling trying to put together this demo mm -hmm. and i was like oh gosh lesson learned one main lesson learned like really look at what journalists really want to see and yeah. try and put your story next in line and see if they really fit and so that's where i kind of learned a lot but i also met this guy luke he was starting a company called polar so then he's like hey you're pretty good at this pr outreach stuff uh, why don't you, you know, join and you can do PR for us. And Polar was a polling app. It's just like a little poll. You put it up and you can say, hey, do I like McDonald's or Burger King or I don't know, Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks? Something very similar to, to that. But anybody can put these things up. And we just needed to grow it. And I didn't know how to do it. And I was just figuring things out. And I literally one day was looking at tech meme, which is like breaking news stories. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, maybe I should create polls on breaking news stories and then literally ask them to promote the polls and, and put them the data in. 
it didn't really work at first because I didn't have any data and they didn't want to put our polls into their stories. But what I ended up doing is I started creating like, oh, Xbox versus PS4. Mm -hmm. I'll just create a poll and then I'll promote it on Twitter. I'll pay money to promote it through ads or something. Get some, some data in there and then pitch them and say, hey, you just wrote on this topic. I just have some data. Can you put it in? And so that just worked. And so for two years, this is how we went from zero to 40 million page views. I literally pitched that same playbook over and over and over again. I would email all the journalists on any given breaking news topic and say, hey, you just wrote about this. Can you include my poll in there? Yeah. And that's, we kept growing. And eventually it started embedding their polls and we ended up working with NPR and TechCrunch and all the Hearst publications and Forbes and all the major publications were using us by the time Google acquired us. Yeah. And it was just incredible to strike up these conversations with everybody. And that was just a turning point, I think, in my career overall. I was thought, oh, wow, I really landed on something that I could just do for a while and teach people. I yeah. launched my course and my online education platform to help people do the same because anybody can do it, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I started building Just Reach Out to kind of help people do it with tools. Uh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah because yeah, everybody can do it, but a lot of people just don't know how to do it. And that's the, that's the big thing. And I just want to jump a little bit back when you said that you messaged and you emailed the journalist and, and you got a reply from him and you didn't expect it. Out. What did you message him to kind of get his kind of, attention because obviously he gave you some attention he even got on a call with you how did you get that attention so I, it's actually i shared a few of these uh samples i'll i'll send them to you too i got actually ashton kutcher to also to apply uh, to reply to me uh, later while working at zerb uh, i ran a speaker series called zerb soapbox yeah. and i would try and get really high name speakers to mm. participate in my interview yeah. um so Mernal taught me, like when I was across the really study the person, like look at their curiosities, their interests, and go after quality over quantity approach. Yeah. So most people, when they think like if you're anybody who's listening to this, they think of PR as a large list visually in our minds. We think mm -hmm. of a large list of journalists, and we're going to pitch all of them at once. Mm -hmm. And we're going to put our, our, our scoop, like what are we doing? We're launching something, we're doing something, right? The very notion of that is a little bit broken and archaic because most of those people are not interested in what you have to do, so, what you're saying. And so what you want to do is you want to personalize it to a level where you're actually striking up conversation with somebody on something interesting and you want to build and develop the relationship. More work and immediately as you're listening to this, you might be saying, not for me, like I don't have time for this because I don't see the ROI right away, because yeah. most people psychologically want to see something quick. Mm -hmm. I email, I get a response, or I don't. If I don't, I just scale up 1,000, 5,000, 10,000 emails. And if I can't get those lists, I'm going to go pay a firm to do it or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's actually doing more disservice to more people uh, versus building real relationships yourself with you know, high, you know, like high profile individuals. Yeah. And so I kind of started um, through that approach. And that's all I've done is I would look at so with Walt Mossberg, I looked at, 
oh, he was talking about the smartphone and the future of the smartphone and iOS 6 versus iOS 7. So I was like, oh, since you already covered or talked about these topics, I had three polls on that data. So I went and created three more. And I said, well, I actually ran polls on the data or information you talked about. What do you think of data in my polls? And so to him, he already had covered it. And so he was like, okay, um, be interesting. Since I was at a design firm, I wasn't pitching anything around polls. So I, again, I was pitching a design app. And that was my mistake is thinking, oh, he would cover a design app, even though it's not really B2C, like mm. it's not a consumer app, it's an yeah. app for designers. And, um, but to strike up conversation, I, I used the poll idea and I kind of said, hey, you, you were interested in that. With Ashton Kutcher, I can show you the email that I, I sent, but it was literally, um, I interviewed maybe five or seven people that he himself mentioned in all his talks at, Stanford and different kind of talks that he gave. And then I said, Hey, I'm a big fan of you, uh, of your work in philanthropy or investing in startups. Uh, I interviewed these five people that you mentioned a lot in my speaker series. Would you at all be interested in being the sixth one? And um, so I worked very hard to try and get everyone that he looks up to, yeah. to get on some kind of call with me. So it's more like personalizing quality over quantity. Yeah. That's why I always say if anybody who's just starting out, there's, um, you know, like newsletters that come out where journalists actually ask questions like Harrow or response source. There's just like tons of these out there. We index all of them and just reach out. So it allows you to easily kind of um, search them, but you can just subscribe. They're free. And you can just sit back and respond to journalists questions. Like if somebody has a question on, e-commerce or yeah. marketing or whatever it is and you can learn what they're asking and eventually start building those relationships yeah i think it makes a lot of sense especially you were saying like being intentional getting more personal a lot of people literally like you were saying like they literally go broad they're like oh i need to go through maybe hundreds of uh, small journalists before i can even think and a lot of people don't even dare do stuff like you were daring to kind of go to ashton kutcher you were like kind of you know it's that mindset as well you know i will do it i will try if it doesn't work cool but i will try a lot of people don't even want to try because they're just like already in their mind it's just like it's not gonna happen but I feel like you know it's a mindset thing as well you were like I'm gonna go to those people I'm gonna right. try I'm gonna email them I'm gonna try and get their attention and if they even if they give me their attention and they don't want what I'm giving it to them I'm gonna try and convince them is that like you know Tennessee is that you know keep going kind of mindset as well and I like the fact they say it's about being intentional with what you actually uh, reaching out with, like, you know, that the lesson that you learn, like kind of need to know what are they curious about? What are they working on? So it's being very specific as well on like, you know, who you're targeting and what you're, what you're going to tell them after you kind of reached out to them. So it's like getting personal. Like, I feel like that's something that a lot of people miss and they feel like I just need to go there and pitch myself. But nowadays, it's not about pitching yourself out there. It's all about getting personal. People need to know that you care about them, that you look at their work, what they're doing, what they're interested about. And I think that's what made you so successful in your outreach and your PR, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, personalizing is, what, is something people forget. And it's hard to do. And it takes a lot of time. So yeah. people just don't decide not to. But there are ways to kind of speed it up and 
um, outsource some of it. Like you can have an assistant, like I employ a, an assistant in Philippines that just does research for me. So I tell them, hey, um, here's a list of links of publications. Find me journalists who um, cover how to pitch journal, like PR tools, communications, that mm-hmm. realm and different marketing tools mm-hmm. and talk about like, give me the latest articles that they've written about, look at their Twitter profile and tell me any questions that they ask. And yeah. so there's a column for latest articles, la- latest questions and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It costs me five bucks an hour. I might, you know, maybe spend $200 a month or something on, on that research. It really is worth my time because I can work on creating the pitch and the, the ideas Uh, around these things and then you know like I might write the actual pitch and then I would say to someone well can you take this pitch and kind of work it into these details and I might pay somebody another two hundred dollars to do that if I don't have any time but if you you have time do it first do it yourself then make it work and then you can scale it with someone else as an assistant I wouldn't hire anybody to actually send emails on my behalf but doing some of that grunt work research maybe creating some templates. It won't be perfect, but it'll be yeah. somebody who can just do some of the work for you. Yeah. Well, and then the, the biggest thing is not to get bogged down by negative responses. Like mm-hmm. everything that I've done, 80% of it, 90% of it usually just didn't get responses, failed, was bad idea. Yeah. And it's very easy to get up every morning and say, okay, well, I just fell down a whole bunch yesterday and the day before and a week before. And I, I haven't really gotten the success in like two, three months now with anything. What do I do? Like, do I keep doing this? And psychologically you're like, no, I got to go back to the last moment when I had success. Yeah. And so it's like, but you should keep trying. You just should be changing what you're doing. If something isn't working, change it to be something new like a different pitch a different angle a different way to strike a conversation oh email isn't working go to linkedin find them on linkedin strike up a conversation there maybe you ping them on instagram maybe clubhouse would be the next thing join clubhouse and go to some rooms where journalists are hanging out raise your hand ask a question that you know they might be interested in you know like just think a little bit outside the box of, Oh, this didn't work out. I must go and hire a PR firm. I am not good at it. That's the general thinking behind yeah. like, where it's like, Oh, I don't have the expertise really. Mm. It's not like, can you start a conversation with a random person at the conference? Great. Like then you have the expertise to, <laughs> to, to pitch a journalist. I feel like you just yeah. want to do it genuinely, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's because everybody, think, I feel like it's just the way they go in, in, into it. Like they go with it with the mindset, I'm going to sell, I'm going to try and pitch. And I think it always goes back to that. So when you go in with that mindset, people perceive it. Those journalists, they know what's your intention. But when you go in with the, with a kind of a different approach where you're kind of giving them something that will support what, what they're already doing, like you did with the poll, like a poll is something that's going to support what they are writing or on. Like it's something that is going to help them kind of thing. They think in a different way than someone that's trying to pitch themselves to get on, on Forbes and stuff like that. So, and you don't yeah, even have to, a lot of people listening to this might be like, oh, I have to create a whole data source or a poll. 
you don't have to do anything. You, you don't even need to create any data around anything. You can just say, hey, I have a poll I'm working on or I have a study I'm working on in this sector. The preliminary, preliminary findings are these. And you can just guess at what they might be. Are you interested to hear more? So then if you get responses back, then you actually go and you create that data, whatever it is that you want to pitch. Yeah. But I have most of my students at PR.Converts, this is my online course outside of Just Reach Out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they do. And our customers on Just Reach Out, they just pitch ideas that they think might work yeah. um, that are in a relevance gap. So it's like what the journalist has covered and what you want to do. And there needs to be something different or unique about what it is. That you're yeah. Doing. And what if I, someone is getting started, like someone like me, for example, I don't like writing at all. Like mm-hmm. writing is not my thing and I don't want it to be my thing, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> like I don't want to get into it. I like talking, I enjoy podcasting and all this stuff. But what if like someone wants to kind of get into PR and SEO, but they actually just don't have that thing that they want to write to get better writing? Yeah. So I, I actually, you know, those 1500 articles you said, people might think of it and say, this is crazy. The guy just made all this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like it just is ridiculous. Like how can somebody write 1500 articles? Well, a portion of those were actually written by other people on other publications. I just pitched them the ideas and they wrote these articles on mm-hmm. topics that I pitched them. I just gave them outlines. But what I do is I work with maybe seven to eight different writers. Sometimes I have more, but on any given moment, I have seven or eight writers and they know my like style and what I write about. They, they know. And so I also don't love writing all the time. It's mm-hmm. still like, I, I speak Russian and English. It's not like uh, I have like a mix uh, of languages usually when I'm writing. And so I, um, I outline things a lot or I do um, audio notes for them. Mm-hmm. And what I, I'll, I'll assign and I'll say, okay, I need 10 pitches written. Uh, here's an outline and I'll just talk it through. I'll create audio recordings of it and I send it off to the writer. The writer gets it, writes it, sends it to me. I might give them feedback right in audio too. If I just short on time or I'm going somewhere, I just literally would give them an audio feedback and we'll go back and forth like that. Um, hiring writers is just easy because, um, it's, it, it, you know, like, um, gives you more time. The problem with it, of course, is that the writer is not you. And so your feedback is really important and you're going to end up paying a lot of money if you're giving a lot of feedback, of course, because the more revisions. And so you want to be just careful about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but in PR, the biggest thing would be, if you're writing guest articles, yeah, you're going to need writers. If you're writing pitches, you might hire one writer or part-time writer to just help you write pitches. Um, if you're not into just written content all that much, you're not going to get that excited. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you're on an article that's written up, like it's just not going to be. But if you get podcasts or audio interviews or video interviews, you'll get more excited about it. And then you want to do more about it. And so what I would do is just pivot your PR towards where you're most excited about, which Mm -hmm. would be podcasts. Uh, Maybe it would be Clubhouse or it would be like, you know, maybe a video. Mm -hmm. Literally, your Philippine, uh, you know, uh, assistants would probably need to create lists of those, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you just like literally pivot and focus on those. And your pitches would be kind of similar to them. It'll be, uh, you know, the template is pretty standard. It's like, hey, we, you know, I've been covered here. I, you know, run these things here are my past episodes. Here's things that I kind of want to talk to your yeah. audience about. Are you at all interested in doing like an audio interview uh, with me? And then you kind of keep writing out of it more or less. I mean, you might need a writer to kind of write those pitches up, but then you kind of just use those pitches to pitch video, audio kind of outlets, and then just focus on that, focus your PR around that, Mm -hmm. see how that's working out for you, measure it. It won't help. Like it doesn't help always with the SEO aspect of it, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, it could. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you can hire someone from Fiverr. You maybe can try out different writers from Fiverr and see who you vibe it with more the most, and then hire that person all the time. You can actually, yeah. that, isn't it? If if you're just you need some pitches rewritten and some research to done uh, around who the target to create a customized list with personalized kind of uh, emails, things like that, Mm -hmm. that research. Yeah. Fiverr is great. Like any kid from college can sit there and Google all day and create a list of like, Oh, you know, here is a list of podcasts you should ping. Here's the name of the host. Here's the personalized starter Mm -hmm. on like the last three episodes and what Mm -hmm. they did. You can, yeah, the perfect job for a kid. And it's like 10 bucks an hour. Can you just give me a list of 50 or 70 of these? I think, and as long as you get pretty good personalized starters written up, then, and the, the key, the, whoever you hire could also write up a little email for you. You can change it up and yeah, you can use as a template or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that you don't have to do a lot of that research and writing yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's definitely, uh, okay, yeah, because especially when you think about PR and SEO, you always think about blogging, writing, you always think about writing, writing, written content. You don't think about audio and video usually. Like when I think about it, like my mind just goes to writing because mm-hmm. that's the main thing. So yeah. it is, yeah. I, well, it's different and it's, different what you want to get out of it too like i always say like why do you want to do pr people come to us all the time they pay us money and i like my question is like what are you doing like why i'm like well i don't have a goal like i just kind of want some logos on my side i want to look legitimate kind of like brand and i was like these are very vague goals and so you're gonna 
kind of not know if you're doing a good job at it or what, what do you want to achieve with it? Right. Yeah. And so um, I always think of like, what's the end result for me, it's always been traffic conversion revenue. Right. And so I've been an SEO person. So I've been using audio video and written content yeah. all to do backlinks to specific pieces of content on my blog, yeah. which rank number one for my keyword. Mm-hmm. And then I start getting traffic and revenue from that one piece of content. Yeah. So I do have those writers and I do write. Uh, but if, you know, a lot of people listening to this, this might seem too advanced, sophisticated, and you don't, you don't want to jump into this thinking, okay, I got to write content and I got to get it ranking on yeah. Google and all this stuff. It's like, you know, just start out slow, you get on a podcast or, or something small, see if that translates into any revenue or it might not be revenue, but it might be like followers or traffic to your site or some kind of influx of activity and then do more of it um, or change it up. Um, That's where I would start. Um, Small wins, good for like to keep going. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think it's very important to actually be patient with everything that you do, especially this stuff, because a lot of people kind of go on podcasts and they expect to maybe promote the course there. And then the next day they sold hundreds of them. That's not how it works. (laughs) <laughs> like I feel like a lot of people have these short-term goals in their mind I'll go to podcast and then I'll mix help I, I write a blog and then it, it's actually it takes a lot of patience and time yeah it takes time and effort and it whatever we hear out there is just so broken most of the time like we don't nobody talks about like failures and grunt work everybody just kind of works for like five or seven years and they're like okay now you know this happened I hear here here like I've achieved this thing. Now I'm going to talk about it. And I'm guilty of it too. Like I haven't shared enough of like the process. I I have been on podcasts pretty regularly throughout this journey of just reach out, but it's like, I haven't been sharing as much of like stuff that's been like failing. I I did like failures interview a couple of times or a couple of podcasts on failing. Uh, But I just haven't, shared like how much work it is to just wait and it's very slow grunt type of work where like your inbox is usually not very happy (laughs) you know it's every time like yes you got a hundred new subscribers you have five thousand new it's like you know it's slow getting going uh but anything actually that's what i was going through like i wanted to go there and ask you like what are the biggest struggles or challenges that you had to overcome in this journey? Yeah, I think I was just doing an interview with um, Thrive Global on this too. Uh, And I guess um, there are like a couple of things that kind of stand out for me and I think about when it comes to challenges. So challenges for me were acquiring customers, ranking on Google to try and, uh, you know, beat my competition. And, you know, when people say how to write press release, I come up first, people convert to paying customers, they stay on with my product as a paying customer, because people come and go, they want to do PR today, they don't want to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They have all these questions about is it going to work? Are journalists are going to cover me. So you open up this can of worms of like, oh, we have a tool that helps you do PR. Everybody and their mother is like, oh, how much PR am I going to get? When am I going to get it? How much work do I have to put in? And it's like, yeah. it's just a tool. I can't promise anything, you know, yeah. from, from the journalist side. So those were like constant issues and struggles with it. But there are two things that I kept coming back to. One is 
Um, I interviewed uh, two people, Patrick Byrne, he's the founder of overstock.com and, um, and um, Philip Rosedale, he's the, the guy who built Second Life, which is like a very popular game. And so when I interviewed Patrick Byrne, um, he had the six month mentality. So when he was like in his thirties or forties, he was diagnosed with some condition where yeah. uh, they told him he only has six months to live. Mm-hmm. And so he re- reevaluated his life and he said, well, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing day to day? Is it worth it? Um, wh- where should I be spending my time and effort for the next six months? Cause I, that's all I have on this, on this earth. And so um, after the six months, they actually told him that there's a chance and they can help him. And they gave him another six months. So he learned kind of to live six months at a time, yeah. really evaluated how he's working, what he's doing and made sure that he's ex- like, actually passionate about what he's doing and spending the most time where it matters, right? Because um, yeah. he'll never get this time back. And the end is like so near. Yeah. The second one was Philip Rosedale. And he just told me, he, when we met with him, he's like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm doing this. I'm, going, I'm doing this PR for Polar. He's like, well, let me ask you this. If you were never going to make any money, you knew this already, you'll never make any money out of this thing. And, uh, and it won't get acquired. This thing is just going to kind of close down in the next three years. Would you still be doing it? And I was like, probably, because I want to learn how to do this right, right? Yeah. Uh, but that was like a good question, because like I turned around and most people around me were not doing that. They were just, they, they, they just had a job or they just kind of sort of thought this was a good idea. And so those things stuck with me. And so that's what was like my anchor driving me through most I guess um, things that I kind of struggled with day to day, like, oh, you know, customers leaving, churn, people not staying on, not wanting to do PR because they don't know if they're going to get more uh, problems with, you know, pitching and all these different traffic issues that we were having, not ranking on Google, uh, you know, partnerships that didn't work out, people that promised, you know, like they they thought they were going to get PR. just dealing with customers and, and their journey through the product and realizing there's a lot of problems with promising PR and making that as a promise. Those were two main anchors. Like I still, even if just reach out was just going to close its doors, I'd still probably be doing it because I'd be teaching people how to do PR and that's my yeah. passion. And that's what I kind of want to do in life. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'd probably still reprioritize like work-life balance. I still, spend more time with my kids and family than I do working. I pre they talk about it all the time. I educate people on how to do that. Yeah. But it was like, and so, yeah, I always like, like to tell people this because I just see people running like today because we have so many apps and everything is just always on. You, you, you always open up your phone. This is why I have this like crappy iPhone five that, um, you know, it just dies when you go outside. So I can't really have anything on it. I literally, I can make calls on it and I don't want to get rid of it, even though it's on 3g and that they keep telling me it's going to go down. I might get a flip phone, but it's like just slowing down. Cause everything is pushing you to get more and more and more and more. And you're kind of chasing something. You're chasing yeah. some, somebody else's goals and, just coming back to these two things really helped kind of ground me and um, just persevere and, and do what I've been doing. And I, I 
I didn't care. Like if, if this had to close down, great. I would have had an amazing two, four, five years running it. I would have met awesome people. I would have helped a whole bunch of people. And so be it. Like I didn't close that. Like I would be happy and content with it. And that's why I kind of was doing, was doing what yeah. I was doing. You know? I think what you said is so important to kind of remember, especially the fact that you say we're chasing someone else's goals. And that's something that we see a lot happening. Even yourself, like if you, if you sit down and reflect, every time you're on social media, especially myself, sometimes I sit down and reflect. Every time I'm on social media and I see these new coaches doing this new stuff and doing this stuff and I watch YouTube videos, I'm so influenced to follow what they're doing because in my head, what they're doing is actually the right pathway. But is it actually the reality? And sometimes I do sit down and think about these things and kind of tell myself, you know, take a step back. That's not your goal. That's their goal. Don't keep comparing yourself to people people out there don't keep going the direction that they want to go kind of like take a step back and you know go into what you want to do think about the things that are aligned to who you are and what you want to do so I think that was very important what you actually said it's a lot a lot of people struggle with that I feel like I I they just don't exactly know what they want to do and they kind of know their strengths but they like I talk to people and they're like I kind of want to write, you know, like, okay, well, what do you want to write? Well, I'm really good at writing, but mm-hmm. I don't have a, and so then it, it, it becomes this roadblock, but there's like vision and mission workshops. And yeah. I know there's just a lot of info out there on figuring that part out of mm-hmm. like, here's your really big strong suit that you're passionate about. Yeah. How can you actually create an end goal out of it? Could yeah. be a blog or a book or maybe a podcast or whatever. So That's like, um, figuring that out and working on that would probably yield you more long-term, but people just kind of leave it. They're like, I don't really know. I just, I'll just go get a job and I'll figure yeah. it out later while I get a job. And so then all your effort is in that job and they kind of meander around it. And you really want to dig deep, like inside to see like what ticks, like what would you be doing if you knew you were never going to make any money out yeah. of it fame? And, it, and then it's worth it. It's worth it to just do that thing because there is only so many days and it. Mm-hmm. You just forget in a mundane environment, like winter or whatever, like you just, you don't enjoy outside, like yeah. just get up. You're like, open up your inbox. You're like, okay, I got to respond to all these things. Mm-hmm. And that's like the world's to-do list for you every yeah. morning <laughs> and that's what people most people that's what they do they do yeah. other people's to-do lists for you because that's what you got to do right you, yeah. your day is only this short so you got to get everything done mm-hmm. so you never you you are never on your to-do list it's your inbox who's on there yeah. and people use all these apps but still i feel like people are not really questioning like what makes them tick inside what do they want to do mm-hmm. you know I think that's so important to kind of like stop and reflect about these kind of things like in life in general. Like, yeah, like you're saying, like the whole world, this, all these apps, they're constantly telling us which direction we should go. We yeah. constantly follow someone else's direction. We never have the, we don't actually have the time to kind of think about where we want to go because that's the reality. If you are not actually kind of trying to take a different direction and you maybe get out of your job, I'm not saying that a job is bad, but a lot of the time when you're in a job, and I remember back in the days when I used to have a job, I used to think, how can I make this day end faster? 
Yeah. Like, literally, literally, that would be your whole talk. Like, can, can this day come to an end? When is the weekend coming? Can it come faster? So you're kind of always in the, on this kind of uh, road where you just can't wait for everything to move too fast. Yeah, and you're... Uh... And you only have so many days, so you don't actually mm-hmm. want to like push your age, <laughs> the aging process faster, yeah. right? But you kind of want these days to end faster. Yeah. So you're spending most of your life doing stuff that you're kind of sort of, and and you have to figure it out. Like you can't, you need the salary or you need money to live on, yeah. and your new business or whatever you're yeah. doing isn't going to flourish overnight. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's a challenge. Yeah, it's yeah. not easy, but I would still work on that because even though it's hard at least you're doing something that you're really really passionate about and you really want to do and it shows i feel like like overall it should it should show you maybe it's just a small pivot you know yeah Uh, so let's go back to you know pr and seo let's share some, some actionable tips that our listeners can actually take to get started in pr and seo yeah so the first thing I would say, if, if you've never done PR before, I would definitely recommend going to help a reporter out or journal requests, which is a hashtag um, in UK. It's big um, to use journal requests. Um, and there's also a response source. Um, those three journal requests, uh, help a reporter out, journal requests and uh, response source. These are newsletter aggregators where journalists, bloggers, podcasters are putting out questions every single day. And there's thousands of them on any given topic. So if you're listening to this and you're really a big expert in, I don't know, environment and uh, pollution, then you would type those keywords in and you would see all these questions from CNN and Forbes and other smaller publications specifically around that. And so if you can answer those things, great. Um, if you're an e-commerce entrepreneur or you're a marketing expert, great. Put in marketing or e-commerce and you'll get questions every single day. Mm-hmm. Start doing that because A, you get to see what journalists and bloggers are asking about. B, you actually have a chance at being featured somewhere because you're a subject matter expert and you're just responding to journalists. You don't need to think of a story to pitch. You don't need to create lists of people. Mm-hmm. This is free. It's easy. It's simple. And really gets your feet wet in PR, gets you some hits. Um, so I would, I would start there as like thinking about promoting yourself. The next thing that like is an actionable tip, I would say start thinking about just what do you want to do with this PR? Like how do you want this to help you with your business? Mm-hmm. And what is the long-term approach here? And that's where you would start kind of pivoting in, in PR that converts uh, course. Um, when I work through these calls with students, this comes up a lot. They get three, four mentions. Then they come on the call. They, they come on the call and they say, Hey, Dimitri, what, what do I kind of need to do here? And I was like, okay, well, what do you want to do with PR? What is, what is, why do you want to do it? They're like, well, maybe revenue would be one thing, or maybe it's just building my image as a thought leader. Yeah. This would be another, you know, um, goal, but really figure out the goal, right? And then start working towards that goal. So if it's revenue, then you need to be producing content that's ranking high on Google that constantly pulls in traffic. 
That's important. If it's just image building, then you might be writing about doing guest articles or you might be doing podcast appearances, but working on that goal is really important. And from that goal, kind of figuring out what it is that you want to do. Um, I know this one is a little bit of a, like a big picture type of a action item. Yeah. It's not necessarily something tactical you can implement right away, but it's important because then you figure out what you want to do and you can always ask me what you want to do, read one of the articles or guides, uh, but it'll come to you. It should come rather nat natural. And you can always send an email to me and ask, uh, but you know, like image building, that means you're just being on podcast interviews and you're on guest articles. You're just submitting content everywhere because your image is what you write about and talk about. <laughs> and if it's revenue, then it's not so much appearing all over the place. It's literally traffic in and convergence. Mm -hmm. So to get traffic in, you're either doing ads or you're doing organic and to get organic through content, you got to rank on Google and in order to rank on Google, you got to link to one piece of content constantly. So that piece of content keeps ranking higher. Yeah. So those are like some things that I would start out with. I can give you more, but I um, think as anybody who's starting out and I've seen this so many times, those are good things to take away, think about, get your feet wet with, and then reach out and I can send more tips, more action items, more things that you can like start implementing. Cause it's, it's overwhelming. Like sometimes yeah. you, you hear somebody talk about stuff to do or I don't know, there's just stuff coming yeah. at you all the time. So yeah. I don't want to give too much. <laughs> exactly. We want to keep it simple as well so that, you know, you can actually do it because a lot of the time when you have too much to do, you end up doing nothing. But thank you so much for those tips. And how can our listeners connect with you? Uh, they can go to my site, criminallyprolific.com, criminallyprolific.com. So prolific, it's criminal. That's why my, my <laughs> wife named it, criminallyprolific.com. There's a contact link there. Uh, they can ch check out PR.converts, which is my online education platform, which I am focusing most of my attention on now. Um, and um, they click a, like a chat icon there and you can send a note. Uh, on PR that converts. Um, but yeah, those are my two sites, criminallyprolific.com, PR that converts. Um, That's amazing. So we're going to add all these details in the link in the description. We're also going to mention all the, the resources that um, uh, Dimitri talked about. So check the link in the description. Not the link. Why do I keep saying link? We're on YouTube, <laughs> like the show notes. <laughs> Sorry, guys, like watching too much YouTube. Yeah, just check the show notes for all the details how to get in contact with Dimitri. And as I always say, like, don't be afraid to reach out and ask questions, get the support you need, because I feel like Dimitri is one of those people who is open to kind of support and give Definitely. you the answers that you need. Anytime you have a question, I'll help you. I help customers who left us, uh, who are not paying us any money at all. I still go back and forth on them. I still help them. People that email me with questions, I'll respond to most people. Um, you know, if they have a question about PR and point them in the right direction. Yeah. And also check out, obviously, his course, PR That Converts. Make sure kind of to, you know, get into PR if you're not already. Because I think as a business, it's so important. Either you're thinking to go with the writing, like, you know, 
uh, SEO and all that stuff, or you actually do podcasting stuff. You just go with the easiest to form for you, like Dimitri was saying before. So kind of like connect with Dimitri, like I always say, it doesn't cost anything to ask some questions if you have any, because I know that it can be like a little bit um, daunting and you just like, you know, is it a dumb question? There's never any dumb question. No, no, ask away. It's yes. fine. I, I was in your shoes like 2007 or eight. I fell down so many times trying to pitch and I sent all sorts of things to people and I had all sorts of ideas about what journalists want to see and want to, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I would come up, I would send like letters to them. I'd like write out letters, try and find their address, put like stickers in there. I just, I had all sorts of weird ideas about what journalists might want to see. <laughs> yeah. So you see, Dimitri done it all. He's done the mistakes and you can avoid them by just reaching out to him. <laughs> yeah. If you have an idea that's like a little bit off caliber, just ask me. I'll tell you if it's going to work or not. Some stuff works, you know. Grasshopper did an awesome campaign where they put, I think, crickets, they're chocolate covered. And they or grasshoppers, uh, grasshoppers, uh, grasshopper is like a phone company, but it's the name is grasshopper. So they put real grasshoppers that were like dried, dipped in chocolate. They put them in letters and they just sent them to all these journalists and bloggers. So all of them, these journalists and bloggers got their letters. They're like, oh, chocolate covered grasshoppers. That's crazy. And <laughs> they got tons of press and PR on that. Uh, yeah. They were on CNN and Forbes. And um, also people like things that are not that serious. Yeah, that yeah, it's kind of like funny, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, look at what happened to the, yeah. this brand is doing." Like, so there were like stunts like that that work. Usually, it's hard. It's like hit or miss. Like, you can yeah. do hundreds of these. But <laughs> thank you so much for sharing all this value, and thank you for being on sure. the podcast today. Really Thanks for having me. Thank- we hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more resources, check out www.shewinsmastermind.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. See you next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.